Christmas is supposed to be a happy time, a time where family gets together, a time where we celebrate open gifts, watch a Christmas movie together, but most importantly, create memories. Today's case takes us back to Christmas Day of 2011, where one's family's memories, instead of being joyous, will be filled with horror. It's your host, Dominique, of Black Girls Talk Crime. And today, we talk about the case of Zizel Preston. Let's get into it. Zizel Dominique Preston, and shout outs to Zizel for having the middle name Dominique, was born on September 5th, 1985 in Anaheim, California, to her parents Larry Preston and Sadel Preston Williams. She also had five siblings. Zizel, affectionately called Zizi, loved dancing and dreamed about becoming a, a ballet dancer one day. At a young age, she will also prove to be a super talented painter. Fun fact about Anaheim, it's actually home to Disneyland, having opened in July of 1955 and is actually considered one of the safer cities in California, having one of the lower crime rates in the area, as well as in the entire country. So you can only imagine how shocking this case would be to the residents that lived there. Zizel would go on to attend Rancho Alamitos High School in Garden Grove, California, just a simple 15-20 minute drive outside of Anaheim. Sometime during her senior year, Zizel would become pregnant at the age of 17. And although her parents wanted her to go on to chase her dreams, to become a dancer or even the artist that she always wanted to be, they fully supported their daughter. Her first daughter, Zayana, was born in 2003, and Zizel will go on to take on jobs modeling to be able to feed and take care of her baby. Five years later, her and her daughter's father would welcome a second daughter together named Vallis. However, the relationship with him would end soon after. Zizel, even now becoming a single mother, absolutely adored her baby girls, but just having them three wouldn't last long. A short time after Vallis was born, Zizel would meet a man named William Wallace, also from Anaheim, I believe in either 2008 or early 2009. Zizel would post a lot of pictures with her and William on social media, specifically Facebook, and she would just talk about how lucky she was to have found him. She believed that he would be a great father figure to her girls and a great man for her. However, you know what you see on social media is never what's truly going on behind closed doors. Although Zazel would often post these beautiful pictures of her and William, her family would later go on to say that he was extremely abusive, both physically and mentally, towards Zazel. They would say he was violent, unable to control himself, and he would oftentimes threaten to kill her. Zizel's own mother would find her daughter inside their home once, curled up in a fetal position after one of William's beatings. And y'all, if y'all see pictures of her, Zizel was so small and he was a lot bigger than her. So like, I can't even understand how he even felt like a man putting his hands on her. But not only was he physically hitting her and mentally controlling her, William was also a cheater. And Zizel would oftentimes get into arguments and issues on social, social media, sorry, with these women. And William would, of course, make it seem like all these women were chasing him and after him. And Zizel, being in love, would believe him. However, eventually, Zizel would grow tired and she would try to leave William 
on multiple occasions. But like majority of abusers, he would often try and convince her that he had changed and he would never put his hands on her again. And like I said, Zazel was in love, so she would believe anything he said and would take him back. But let's be honest here. Abusers never change, right? They only change their victims. During a brutal beating, William was actually arrested and charged um, with with assaulting Zazel. And Zazel's family really thought that this time she would leave him. But while in jail, the master manipulator that he was, he convinced Zazel to come visit him. While on these visits, William would tell her that he had changed, that he had found Jesus, and he would never put his hands on her again. And I found that a lot of times that abusers often, not even abusers, just people in general that are incarcerated say that they found Jesus, right? Um, to try to get, I guess, sympathy. And in this case, it did work. Um, however, with all the signs being right in front of her face, Zazel did take William back. And once he got out of jail, um, he moved back into her home. But no surprise here, within the month, actually, um, specifically three weeks after getting out of jail, he was back to abusing her. In 2011, Zazel had found out she was pregnant by William, and she was elated, especially when she found out that she was having a boy. Obviously, her family was devastated because now they have to deal with William, right? He's clearly not going anywhere at this point, and they just didn't see how this would end well for Zazel. Zazel really thought that this baby would change the dynamics of their relationship, and unfortunately, it did not. Sometime during the time he was released from prison and during her pregnancy, the two would actually get married. I'm not exactly sure if Zazel did this because she thought him being a husband would change him or if she felt like him becoming a dad would. But William was always going to be William, father or not, husband or not. He was an abuser. He was violent. He was a manipulator and he was very much a narcissist. I mean, during their relationship, she wasn't even allowed to go out with her friends anymore. She had lost a, passion, a lot of the passion she had for the things she loved, such as dancing and her painting. And her family even said that they saw the life literally being sucked right out of her. And even while heavily pregnant, this man would continuously beat on her. I mean, like, well into her third trimester, beating on her. Um, he was really like abusing her so terribly that um, at one point during her third trimester, William had punched Zazel in her stomach so violently that it had led her to go into premature labor. Um, so at the time, her family just thought that she had the baby early. Later, it was brought to light that she actually gave birth after being assaulted by him. Their son, Marcel, was born, and I think maybe this may have been the final straw for her, which, I mean, I can't even blame her because she had endured so much of his BS at this point. Um, Just reading about the stories broke my heart. You know, sometimes when I do these cases, I feel like some sort of connection to these victims. I scroll through court records, news articles. I go through their Facebook pages, their Instagrams, their pictures, and just to know what ultimately happens to them in the end is heartbreaking. And Zazel was definitely one that, while I was scrolling through her Facebook, 
I just wish she could still be here for her children. Zizel would soon enroll in college at Cypress College, focusing on becoming a domestic violence counselor to just get her life in order so she could get her and her children away from William. And this was another reason I felt close to Zizel because I'm also in college right now getting my bachelor's um, in human services to become a domestic violence counselor. So I definitely, you know, felt a connection with her there. Zazel wanted to just help those that were very much like herself. And um, of course, William did not like the fact that Zazel was now enrolled in school, right? Because at this point, he could no longer control her. And oftentimes she would be in school and he could not keep tabs on her. He would start to become like super weird at this point. Um, His violence and just overbearingness became extreme. He would begin to call her erratically, even while she was in class, and would text her like nonstop. And it's just like, as a husband, why are you not motivating or encouraging your wife? You would think as a husband, you would love the fact that your wife is going to school and she's, you know, trying to do something to better herself for your kids, right? Um, He was just being a weirdo. Like, I don't know, very, like, he just couldn't help himself, right? He literally wanted to take everything from Zizelle, and that's exactly what would happen. On Christmas Eve of 2011, Zizelle and William would attend a neighbor's Christmas party, Um, and like she had done so many times before, Zizelle would obviously have to keep appearances up, right? Neighbors would say that the couple appeared to be happy. They were smiling and laughing and all appeared to be well. They were just having drinks and enjoying themselves like majority of the neighbors were. However, once they got home, um, an argument between the two would start. I couldn't find out exactly what this argument was about. However, all three of the children were present in the home. At this time, I believe their son was seven weeks old, so Zazel just had him. And when you just have a baby, like, your body has to recuperate itself you're supposed to be resting. You know, your family is supposed to be enjoying the fact that they ha- you guys have this new baby. And William is supposed to be enjoying the fact that he's a new father, right? A lot of men want sons, and he had one. And he just, like, what was happening in this household was anything but happiness. Um, it's sad to say that Zazelle definitely thought that this baby would bring them together. And he, it just it just didn't work that way. Um, neighbors would say that they would hear Zazel screaming and they would hear a lot of noise and thumping sounds. However, no one would call the police. And I don't understand why they didn't call the police. Um, I was reading that, you know, they've heard like noise, noises and arguments coming from this particular home plenty of occasions before. But for you to not even just try to step in and help, but you know that there's children in the household, I don't care. Like... If I have a neighbor and they have kids and I'm constantly hearing them getting beat on and things breaking, I'm calling the police, period. Um, I just don't understand why nobody intervened. However, her oldest daughter, Zayana, would testify um, to what happened next. So we already know what happens in this household because she's eight years old at the time. Um, The other daughter is three. So, you know, three-year-olds can't really, she's not really, like, able to specifically say what happens but the older daughter is eight, and she does tell police exactly what happens. 
Um, she would go on to say that late Christmas Eve, um, the argument would soon turn physical and William would begin to punch her mother repeatedly in the head. Now, when you punch somebody in the head, especially like I said, she was a lot smaller than him. And this is a large man. So I'm pretty sure, you know, getting punched in the head by a grown man, um, I can only imagine like it, it renders you, if not unconscious, unable to defend yourself at this point, right? So um, at one point, he does push Zazelle into this large glass coffee table that they have in this living room. And it completely shatters when her body hits it. Um, this piece of SHIT would then tell Zayana to remove the pieces of glass that were stuck in her mother's skin as well as in her hair. So at this point, Zazelle is unconscious. Um, they don't, he, they don't, we don't know if she's dead at this point or if she's just unconscious, but she's out. She's not moving or anything. Um, he would start to drag her body into the bathroom. Also, again, asking Zayana to help him. Um, and he's doing all of this, like I said, while these babies are in the house. Um, like, I just, I can't, I can't understand, like, men like this make me sick. Because not only do you kill the mother, you kill her in front of the children, completely destroying them mentally for the rest of their lives because they they have they had to see it right um Zayana would say at one point that William had picked up Zazel's body to get her into the bathroom I guess faster um because I guess she was too heavy for him to drag because at this point she's dead weight um so he had picked her up and at one point he had actually dropped her and according to Zayana her mother's head hit the toilet seat actually really hard um, she would later go on to testify that she believed that at this point her mother died, right? However, at this at this point when this is actually happening, she's a child. So she doesn't even really know that her mother is, is dead. Um, William has just he just picks up Zazel's body, he takes her into the bedroom and he tells the kids, you know what, just go to sleep. Um, and they comply, they listen and they go to bed. However, I'm sure that night after seeing something like this these girls were completely terrified. Um, at this point, it's around 1 or 2 a.m., so it is now Christmas Day. Um, so the next morning, the girls wake up, obviously excited, and they run out of their room to open their gifts, as almost every child does on Christmas. Now, this is where I was completely shocked. Like, I was like, and I've never heard of Zizel's story until I looked it up. And when I look up cases, I decide which ones I want to tell or not, and this is why I have to tell Zizel's story. This man takes Zazel's body, and at this point, we know she's dead now. Um, he takes her, he props her on the couch in their living room, puts sunglasses on her face so the girls can't see her eyes. Um, and when the girls are like, hey, like, what's wrong with mommy? She's not, like, she's not even moving. He tells these girls, mommy ruined, and I quote, mommy ruined Christmas. She got drunk, and she ruined Christmas. Like, when I read that, I was shocked. I couldn't even believe it. Like, how sick are you to really prop this woman's dead body up? On, really? Like, I just, I was like, wow. I had to, I had to tell Giselle's story. Um, once he props her up and he tells the girls, like, mommy ruined Christmas. And, oh, she has these sunglasses on because, you know, she, it's the light. You know, she's drunk and it's the light. Um, he then tells the girls, like, okay, open your gifts. 
And at this time, this man is recording these young girls opening their gifts with Zazelle's body right there. Like, she's in the recording. Like, he's recording her in the freaking camera while he's recording them open their, opening their gifts. Um, and, you know, any little girls, they're excited. They want to show their moms their gifts. And Zayana will go on later to say that she had touched her mother's hand. And when she touched um, Zazelle's hand, she was cold. And she was not speaking or moving. So she knew something was wrong with her mother. However, I guess after the girls opened their gifts, William figured out, like, okay, I cannot keep this up. This Like, I cannot keep this charade up any longer. Like, how many days are you going to keep her body there? How many days are you going to tell these little girls, like, mommy is sick? Because they're already automatically asking questions. Mommy's not moving. Mommy's not saying anything. This is not like her. So he knows he has to do something. So at this point, he calls the 911 at around 9.30 a.m. And he tells them, like, hey, I need you to come to my house. Something's wrong with my wife, and she needs medical attention. But when paramedics came to the home, um, they knew right away that Zazelle was deceased. And soon they would call the police when they realized, like, hey, there's some kind of foul play going on here. Um, obviously, William did not think this through. Um, however, he would tell police that Zazelle was drunk after the party because, like I said, they did have a few drinks. Um, he said that she had lost her footing and had fell into the table. He tells police that he had asked Zayana to help him carry Zazelle's body into the bathroom so he could help her get better. I mean, I guess run water over her face or help her throw up or whatever. And that um, in the process of doing that, he had accidentally dropped her. And she had hit her head on the toilet bowl. Now, I don't know why this fool thought police would believe his story, especially when they had so much history of domestic abuse, right? It's just like, bro, you did not think about this when you did it. But um, also on top of that, the home was completely covered in blood. Like, there were blood smears all over the walls. Um, There were holes in the wall consistent with being punched. Like, he had punched holes inside the walls as well as blood on the floor from where he had dragged her. So, obviously, at this point, his story did not match the scene. Um, and neighbors would also come forward and say that they had saw Zazelle run out of the home, and they also saw William run out behind behind her, and he would drag her back in. Again, why no one called police is beyond me. Like, for real, if you see someone running out of a home, and then you see someone running after them and dragging them back inside... Why the hell would you not call the police? Like, they could have possibly saved her life. It's just, I don't know, like I said, this this part of California is not used to violent crimes like this. So I don't know if they were shocked or whatever, but they did not help Zazelle at all. Um, William was arrested after being interviewed by police. However, Zazelle's case wouldn't go on to trial until 2021, which is crazy to me that it took... 10 years for this case to be seen by a judge. Um, but like I said, a lot of the prosecutions, sorry, prosecutions, I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that word, um, evidence came from Zayana's testimony. And at this point, she's an adult, right? This happened when she was nine, I mean, eight, it's 10 years later. So she's 18. And she would not only go on to tell what had happened that night, but she would also speak about all the prior abuse that happened in the household. Zayana would also testify that even after Zazel's murder, 
um, he would tell the young girls, like, he would basically concoct a story and go over the story with the girls and tell them, like, if police come to this door, this is the story that you tell them. And he told them, like, if y'all don't listen, I'm going to come back and I'm going to kill y'all, basically. Um, I just, my heart goes out to these girls because I can't even imagine them being in the household with this man. Um, she also goes on to say after her mother's murder, she had never experienced another joyful Christmas. This man literally destroyed this family. Fortunately, William was found guilty and convicted of second-degree murder in Zazel's case in earlier 2021, and he was sentenced to 15 years to life in June of that year. Um, I honestly hope and pray that William never sees the light of day ever again for not only what he did to Zazel, but what he did to her kids and to her parents and to her family. Um and to his own son at that, like, I just, um, I, I just don't, I don't know, um, what he was thinking, and why he took it as far as he did. To not, it's not like he shot her or stabbed her. Zazel was literally beaten to death. I, I think that William saw that Zazel was getting her life together for her, her kids, and he was going to lose them and lose his control over her, and I feel like he could not, he could not take it. Um, I do pray that her children have found peace with his conviction, although it would not bring their mother back. And I hope that Zazel is resting in peace. Um, this is your host, Dominique of Black Girls Talk Crime. And I will see you guys on Wednesday with a mini episode. Bye.